Today's show is brought to you by Yo Radio. The first music and radio platform with stations curated and managed by artists and influencers from across the globe. From Drake Bell to Megadeth's David Ellefson to UFC star Uriah Hall, just to name a few. Welcome to Yo Radio. Yo Radio delivers the best listener experience and is completely free. From hip-hop to rock to blues to EDM, Yo Radio has the music you want at your fingertips. Download the app now in the App Store for Apple devices and in the Google Play Store for Android. Or just go to YoRadio.com. That's YoRadio.com. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as we know, the world's not all sunshine and rainbows. As Rocky says, it'll be a mean, nasty, ugly place that'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. However, that's where I come in, the Kickin' Life Guru. When life kicks your butt, when life knocks you down, as we know it's going to, I'm here to motivate you, to empower you, to inspire you, and kick you back up so you can live your best kickin' life. So saddle up, here we go. Greetings, everyone. You're Kicking Life Guru Master Rich Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Man, oh man, that intro gets me pumped up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I've got a special guest today. This special guest is super duper special. She's a she. She, yeah, she's a she. Yeah, she's my daughter, Madeline. She's a fresh 15, if you will, I guess a week or so ago, and freshly back from Florida. We went down there last week for um, a church retreat called Big Stuff. And it was pretty fantastic. There's about 1,500 teenagers there. I know you adults are probably saying, what the heck? What could be fantastic about being surrounded with 1,500 teenagers? Well, I'm going to let Madeline tell you a little bit about it. Actually, a lot of bit about it. And then talk about the theme, which is today's show is going to be all about being an original. But with a little right hook of reality, being original by putting your device down. Holy cow. Is that possible? I don't know. We're going to ask Madeline to find out. Madeline, how are we doing, sweetie? Awesome. How are you? Well, you know I'm doing great. I've got my beautiful princess daughter here in studio with me. And uh, even uh, this is a little daddy-daughter time. We had some daddy-daughter time yesterday when we went to the, uh, uh, what did we go, the police academy for uh, youth training, help some of their future officers with you know, some manners, some discipline, or some respect, some, uh, oh, I don't know, some grit and perseverance. What did you think about that? Um, it was different. <laughs> it it uh, was a little different, wasn't it? Yes. I've been doing that for, I think the first time I did that was 2006. So that's what I, how many years is that? Is that 12? I think it is. <laughs> yes. Anyway, sorry. 12 years. But yeah, this one was a little different. Uh, it was the, the, today's the last day of the Youth Academy, and I'm actually giving the keynote speech tonight, which I'm excited about. But after two weeks, so they, some of the kids were still having some trouble with some manners and some respect and discipline, weren't they? Yes, they were. <laughs> It was, it was kind of a shock to you, wasn't it? Yeah, because I've been, um, I did the Youth Academy for the past like two years, and then I came back this year, and it's just a different group than I've ever seen, because like they've been getting yelled at all week, and they still don't have the best manners. <laughs> it was a little bit of a shock, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm not sure the uh, the officers when I came in yesterday, they'd said, "Wow, this this group's been one for the ages." They said, "I don't know, we've had a group just like this before." And I said, "Well, what's up?" And they said, "Well, they got this entitled mindset. They don't want to do anything. We have to keep reminding them to say yes, sir, and no, sir." 
I was like, holy smokes. And Madeline, what, tell, uh, tell our listeners what you, you said when we left there about how you, you always hear me talk about that, but you never really saw it before. <laughs> yeah, I always hear um, him talk about like how kids in society don't really have like the best manners and they're disrespectful. But I've never seen any of that before because all of the kids at our studio are like great. And I didn't think that he was like being completely truthful. <laughs> he was over-exaggerating. <laughs> but like... Yesterday, I totally understood what he was talking about, and it was kind of just like an eye-opener. Wow. Over-exaggerated. Am I like Clark Griswold? Always overdo everything? Is that what you're saying? Christmas vacation and the lights? Yeah. Come on. Come on now. <laughs> didn't bring you in here to rough me up. Good stuff, sweetie. No, it's, it, it, and, you know, it is what it is. We, uh, we try and do what we can everywhere we go, and obviously I travel quite a bit trying to impact the youth with the positive messages of self-belief, believe in yourself, believe in your God-given talents. You know, today, what I always say, Madeline, it's easier than ever to stand out in a crowd. And what's a way that I shared with that, the easiest, easier than ever to stand out in a crowd? Just be what? Yourself. Yeah, and? Respectful. Yeah, just be respectful. You know, do the little things. And it was it was a challenging group yesterday. But I think toward the end, we got them reeled in. And uh, hopefully today, being their last day, they'll finish strong. But it's something we're going to talk about today on the show about being an original and the big hat or right hook reality there, kind of the hitter with that is going to be put your devices down because big stuff last week and you went last year and uh, it was about the same amount of kids, I guess, about 1,500 teenagers, if not more. And they do this every week from the first week in June all the way through the end of July. Is that is that correct? Yes, I believe the last one ends on like July 28th. Okay. All right, and it's in Panama City Beach. It's fantastic. Now, the bus ride there, it was a bus ride. We had in our group about 40 teenagers, and it was a 15-hour drive. So you can, you know, imagine that, if you will. But all in all, I thought they did an extremely good job, the teenagers. kind of laid the precedence down right off the bat. Hey, look, you're, you're sitting by somebody for 15 hours. You're going to get on their nerves. They're going to get on your nerves. Let's just do our very best when that happens to take a breath, count to 10, and remember, look, if I start yelling at them, they start yelling back, I'm going to ruin it for all of us. And the kids, I, I thought, Madeline, they did a really good job. A little better than last year's bus trip, I heard. Yes, it was. <laughs> we didn't really have any, um, I guess, rules to where, like, everyone was kind of just up at 4 a.m., even though we all should be sleeping at that time. Oh, my So goodness. no one could really get some sleep, and then we were all tired for the week. That so. kind of helped right off the bat setting the... Yeah, it did, to where we had a better week because we actually got sleep before we went there on a bus. There you go. Uh, words from the teenager there. So back to big stuff with the whole theme. It was, like I said, a Christian retreat and it's the first time I had been there. Uh, I, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. You go in and they play, you know, uh, it was kind of like Christian rock music, but it was like a rock concert with lights and everything else. And they got, I mean, folks, if you can envision this 1500 teenagers in a room here and they, they are all cheering and, you know, praising Jesus. And uh, it was, it was pretty fantastic. And then they had some motivational speakers that came on afterwards. Now, uh, I thought it was great, and I thought it was a profound impact on the kids. I know myself personally, I took notes and notes and notes and notes. I'm going to share some of those notes with you today. But, uh, Madeline, coming from a teenager point of view, last year you went, obviously you were 14 last year. This year you're 15, a whole year uh, older. But did you receive a different message this year than you did last year? Yeah, I did. Um, Last year's message was see different, be different. So it was almost the same as being an original, but it really, like, hit harder this year. Because last year it was mostly just, like, try and be yourself and don't let anyone, like, tear you down. But this year it was, like, don't be afraid to make, break the mold of society. And I really thought that was an amazing message, and I got a lot from it, actually. There's, like, an entire notebook full of notes that I took. 
Fantastic. Well, I'm proud of you for taking the notes on that. And I'd ask some of the other, because we had our little uh, small group meetings after every session, mm-hmm. and uh, I asked the, uh, the boys that were in my group there, if those that have been there countless times, if I know the theme is different every year, but was the message pretty much the same? And they thought about it for a minute and said, you know, it, it kind of all connects together. And I asked, why do you think that is? And they're like, well, I guess so we can remember it. Well, it's my thing that I talk about all the time about planting the right seeds. Right, Madeline? You know, you plant the right seeds. And what happens, unfortunately, you plant those seeds at a week and at big stuff here. You're all excited. You're all ready to be at uh, your, your very best. Utilize your God-given talents to be who you were born to be, to be an original. And then suddenly you get back and the regular life kicks in. And when the regular life kicks in, a lot of times that's weeds and negativity, isn't it? Yeah. And those weeds, what do they do to your seeds? Tear them down. Tear them down and kill them, right? They suffocate them, just like in a garden. You know, you plant your strawberry seeds, and you're all happy about your strawberries. You're nurturing them. You're cultivating your water, and you're taking care of them. Make sure you get plenty of sunshine. So are like the seeds that were planted at Big Stuff. And then, if you're not careful, the, the weeds and negativity come crawling in. <laughs> you like my hand gestures, Madeline? Yeah. <laughs> we need to be Facebook Live so the folks can see what I'm doing. They came crawling in to get you. Anyway. <laughs> so the weeds come in, and what happens when those weeds come in? They take over and, and kill the strawberry seeds, right? Just like the positive uh, mental attitude on believing in yourself and being original, you get back and it seems like it drifts away, and their their weeds and negativity take over again. So um, a lot of times we talk, and you hear me talk all the time about, you know, protecting your mind, so pretty much protecting your garden. I filmed a, a video blog yesterday, and I, it was, what's in your garden? Sort of like that Capital One commercial, oh. what's in your wallet? <laughs> what's in your garden? And I was just asking, is there more weeds in your garden, or is there more seeds of positivity in your garden? Easier said than done, just like anything else. But here's the thing, folks. What you put in your mind, what you put in your garden, what you put in the ground is what you're going to harvest. So if you're putting negativity in there, if you're allowing that in there, that's what you're going to harvest. So anyway, back to big stuff, Madeline. I kind of get sidetracked, squirrel. You know that. Our listeners are like, oh, it's the same thing. Um, back to big stuff, though. It was uh, there were, during your small sessions, you had some crying going on. Is that right? Every night. <laughs> Every <Yeah>. night. <laughs> And uh, at first was that, uh, you know, because you're, you're kind of spilling your heart, spilling your soul and, and being open and genuine about it. And that's mm-hmm. very difficult, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, so you said there's crying every night? Yes, there was. <laughs> and was it uh, at, tough at first to open up or did you feel pretty comfortable with your group? It was tough at first because um, I knew all the girls in my group and I have had like some problems with one of them in the past. So that was a bit hard to like open up because from like, Deep down, I knew that it was about her, but it's like nothing bad. And then um, I also didn't really know my small group leaders like the best that I could because um, one of them was like just got back from her first year in college and then another one I didn't know her like at all. So that was a little bit harder. And then there was definitely some like regret from opening up. But then after like all of it happened, like I definitely felt better. So did you feel um, you're stronger and more connected Toward the middle and end of the week than you did the beginning of the week? Yeah. So better connect. Uh, you know, I like to talk about the fist, you know, the fist for martial arts. And when that fist is together, you know, the thumbs here locked in and everything's locked together. That fist is strength, unity, power, and justice. And then, of course, teamwork, everybody working together for the common goal. And that's helping us. So I guess as any new thing starts off, it's almost like your fingers are spread wide apart. You know, there's no fist there. But toward the end of the week, that fist started coming together nice and strong. Very good, Madeline. 
Very good. Hey, share with the um, uh, listeners here maybe your favorite session, one that really, really connected with you that you really liked is like, holy smokes, this really touched me. Was it earlier in the week, middle of the week, later of the week, or was it kind of building up to the end? And um, and there were two speakers. Uh, what were their names? It was Jamie Dickens and Stuart Hall. Stuart Hall, that's right. Who, who did you like better? Um. Well, at first I thought that I liked Jamie better, but then um, after like thinking it through, I definitely thought that Stuart really um, made an impact and was harsher, but definitely like got to a good ending. Good, and he delivered what I like to call what? The right hook of reality. The right hook of reality. Make sure you hashtag that, folks. Right hook of reality. <laughs> and that's bang. So anyway, you like Stuart a little bit better, so which session did you like the best? I know he had asked uh, people to stand up who felt the need and the uh, urge to just open up to God, and then you did that. You know, share with our listeners what uh, I guess that was probably your favorite session. Yes, it was. Okay. Um, it's a night called Cry Night, and it's every I think it's the third or fourth night. But um, it's basically saying like you have sinned in the past, and it's okay. You can open up to God now. So like, if you really truly believe that God and Jesus is your like your Lord and Savior, just stand up now. If you've sinned in the past, they forgive you. I promise. Just stand up. And it didn't. I didn't stand up the first time uh, when he said it, but the second time, I was just like, it was different. It was like a power just like kind of came over me and forced me to stand up, even if I didn't like feel it that I should. But um, I guess I've never felt anything like that before. It was kind of just like God just took over me and stood up because He knew that I needed help, and it was great. Wow, folks, is that profound or what? Outstanding, Madeline. That's speaking from the heart, sweetheart. I'm proud of you. And I'll tell you, folks, when I first got there, it was um, I wasn't sure what to think because sometimes you, you you go to retreats there, and it's and and, and forgive me, I know I mean no disrespect here, but a lot of times you hear a lot of Bible thumping going on, and to the point where it's over the top, and you begin to second guess what oh what's going on here, you know, almost doubt what's going on, but. You know, I kept an open mind, and they were doing a great job. And their whole process was to connect with these teenagers in a way that they could. And obviously, you know, like we talk about on the show a lot, the uh, the greatest communicators, the ones that are able to speak to their audience on a level that their audience understands. And you can make a connection with your audience. And speaking to teenagers is a heck of a lot different than speaking to adults or speaking to younger kids or older uh, uh, seasoned friends, if you will. you got to speak on a level and communicate on a level that they understand. And the, these guys did a fantastic job with that. So like I said, I was really, really impressed. And Madeline, I know you went two years in a row. Are you thinking about going back again next year? Definitely. Definitely. The first year, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back this year because um, – I was having some friend problems with some of the people that went there, but um, it really just, it doesn't even depend on the friends at that point. It's just like you're going for Jesus and to like get a new life started and it's amazing. So Fantastic, Madeline. I'm super proud of you, sweetheart. So folks, uh, check that out. Uh, big shout out to the folks at Big Stuff and that's B-I-G-S-T-U-F, just one F, Big Stuff. And it's a, kind of a Christian retreat, church camp. And it was really, really lights out in Panama City Beach. And I spoke with Stuart Hall. He's one of the speakers, the one that Madeline liked, about being on the podcast. And he agreed to it. So we just got to set things up, and we'll have him on here. And he's an extremely motivational guy, and he does deliver, as Madeline said, the right hook of reality and uh, really tries to drive the point home. And collectively, what I got from these uh, people, or the, all the, the founders, the folks at Big Stuff, was their whole message is similar to the Kickin' Life show here. We're just trying to empower our teens our kids, our adults, society as a whole, 
to believe in themselves, to be who they were born to be, utilize your God-given talents, and live your best kick in life. And I say kick in, as you know, because when life kicks your butt, as it often does, we're going to hear to kick you back up and live your best life. So, Madeline, kind of the theme of the show, and we've been talking about it sporadically, is being original. And what we kind of talked about, especially in the car ride up here, was being original by putting your device down. And you've grown up with devices, so it's just something you've grown up with. But over time, you know, us adults, we didn't always have it. And I I talk to people all the time, and I try and tell them, look, you know, just, just unplug. And, folks, I unplugged for a whole week while I was at Big Stuff, and it was pretty refreshing. Matter of fact, when I came back, (laughs) <laughs> it was a little hard to get plugged back in, so it's kind of a catch-22. What I mean by that is I, I was feeling really, really liberated there without having to check emails and you know go through and Facebook post and Instagram post and everything else. I didn't do it, but then uh, the catch-22 is I need to do it in order to continue spreading my message and growing the, uh, the podcast and growing the message to impact more people because that's my goal, my vision, to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And I can only do that by <laughs> getting out there more. But by getting out there more, of course, that's going to take up time on social media. So there needs to be a balance. We all know that. But um, something a lot of folks will say, and I'll say, hey, just just unplug for a while. Oh, I can't. I, I can't do it. I, it's, it's always been this way. I said, no, it hasn't always been this way. You know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I don't think Facebook was around. Was Facebook around that long ago? <laughs> it may have been. I don't know. But anyway, it wasn't always like that. And uh, five, I don't uh, you, you don't remember? Okay. So, but it, it, it's one of those things that's evolved, and that's who, um, uh, unfortunately, we've become addicted to our devices, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. So, kind of the theme here: being original, put your device down. Is that tough for a teenager to do? I would say so. Um, it's different from our family because I know that we have rules, like if we're at dinner with the family, or even like at home. Uh, we're not allowed to have our devices. They're going to be in our rooms or in the car if we're out someplace. Even, like, any time during family time, it's just, like, strict, like, no cell phones because it just distracts from, like, what's actually happening in the world, and that's not very good. So um, I'm not, like, the – I mean, I, I still get on my phone and stuff, but um, I know other people who are just, like, on it all the time, like, Snapchat and Instagram every single day, like – Eight hours a day, I would say. And, well, um, I would say probably more probably, than that. Probably. <laughs> 15, um, 16, 18 hours a day. But um, I don't actually have that many social medias. I just have Instagram. So um, post like one thing every two weeks and then I'm off it. I don't have a need to because I have an amazing family who I can always hang out with. Madeline, that's so wonderful. So wonderful. Thank you. I'm getting over here with goosebumps are touching my heart here. Now, and that was something we... Uh, uh, we've implemented, I don't know how many years ago now, but you guys know now, we go out to eat. That's family time. The uh, the uh, uh, devices stay in the car, and they don't come out of the pocket, and we're able to communicate. Just like last night, we went out after the police academy thing, you and uh, you and I, and then we grabbed uh, our Madeline and uh, your and mom. mom. Yeah, you're Madeline, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> uh, hello. So anyway, getting, getting lost here, folks. But, yeah, the devices stayed in the car, and we were able to have a good conversation about uh, several different things. And Emmett even picked up on it. Uh, we were out to eat not too long ago, and he looked around because he's heard Austin say this before. He'd say, hey, look at that family over there. And it was a family of four, and all four of them had their devices out. And, you know, the, the Emmett said, boy, they're having a good conversation, kind of in a sarcastic <laughs> way. But I know. He must have heard Austin, he heard Austin say it before. But anyway, during, it kind of glanced over a couple times during the meal, and their phones were up to their face the entire time. The waitress come and took their order. I don't even think they looked at the waitress, just 
They'd rattle off their order and back and ate by looking at their phones the whole time. They were one hand phone in the other hand. Now, folks, if that's what you want to do, do that. But I'm saying, my gosh, look around the next time you're at a restaurant. Catch yourself from doing it. And I got to admit, I was a little bit of a hypocrite when we first started this rule because I'd tell the kids, hey, no playing on your phones here. No playing around. And then uh, my phone would beep. I'd get an email or a text or a tweet or whatever. And I'd pick it up and they'd be like, uh, how come dad gets to be on his phone? And I'm like, hey, mine's work. You know, it, I'm like, wait a minute. Mine's work. What kind of hypocrite am I? To kids, playing on the devices is work. So what's the difference? So silence that baby. I can have a half hour, 45 minutes apiece. The world's not going to change without me. You know, and if it does, if something profound happens, we'll find out about it. But in 45 minutes, you know, try and think, you're really not that important. I know, that hurts. That's a right hook reality. Bang. But being original, put that device down and spend more family time. And just like last night, you know, uh, mom and dad came over, or your grandma and grandpa came over, and um, uh, we were tootling around a little bit, but we had uh, Shrek or something on, and we put the devices down. We went outside. You guys went, you and Emmett went swimming, and we just talked for, man, about two hours. Zero devices. It was fantastic. Well, I guess, take that back. My mom shared a few pictures. <laughs> so uh, a few pictures of, uh, there's a picture of me. I, I don't think I can post this, folks. Uh, when I was, I think it was 1990. And uh, <laughs> holy shnikes. But anyway, we, we won't go there. Uh, but th- th- other than that, we, we just had a great conversation. So at Big Stuff, back to there with the devices, we saw a lot of kids that were in line, like you said, with the Snapchat and Instagram, whatever. They had their phone to their face during the mealtime, during walking around on the beach and everything else. It's like, come on, look at the beauty around you. Look what God created here. You're on the beach. It's 85 degrees. It's beautiful. The water was nice. And yet, you're, put your phone down, right? Yeah. You won't believe how many people I saw on their phones walking on the beach tripping like a little dip in the sand. It was pretty funny. yeah so be an original put your phone down and enjoy life so madeline i want to continue on with the phone and i've talked about this on a number of podcasts it's uh, i got this from simon sinek he's one of my favorite authors he's uh, author of the book start with why uh really great book on figuring out what your why what your purpose what your vision is and then also another book is uh leaders eat last another great book talking about how to be the best leader you can be to lead a society, to lead a tribe, to lead pretty much the world. And, and that's what we're trying to do at the Academy. And so I'm trying to do with the podcast. Anytime I give speeches like I did yesterday and will tonight on developing leaders, because these are the leaders that are going to be taking over the world. They're leaders like your age that's going to be taking care of me as I get older. <laughs> Yeah, folks, listen to that. I know. <laughs> we got some good leaders, but, uh, you know, there's some kids out there who need some help, and that's why we're doing this, and especially this show here. So folks kind of share this maybe with your kiddos on, you know, the power of the device how in, and how addicting it can be. And back to what we said, being original, put that thing down. And that's being original, just putting it down and not having it at your face all the time. But back to Simon Sinek, the addictive nature of the device. And, Madeline, we've all gone, uh, and, and, and I'm guilty of it too. Simon Sinek says, if... And how do you define an alcoholic? You define an alcoholic if you take a drink, uh, the last thing you do before you go to bed, and you take a drink the first thing you do when you get up, and if you drink throughout the whole day, you're probably an alcoholic. If you take a drink before you even roll over and say hello to your spouse, good morning, you've probably got a problem, right? Well, think of that in terms of your phone. What's generally the last thing people do before they go to bed? Check Instagram or Twitter. (laughs) 
or you Facebook, or you're Facebook, on your phone, anything. right? Yeah. So, and, and uh, I'm just as guilty, and this is the catch-22 I was talking about earlier. I'll say, you know, I'm going to post a couple things. I'm only going to be on there for 10 minutes, and then I'm off. That takes a tremendous amount of discipline because 10 minutes before you know it, you're scrolling through the darn news feed, and you look up. It's been an hour. You're like, oh, my gosh, did I really, really just waste an hour? And then, of course, you're frustrated yourself for doing it. But then you think, oh, well, I can just look at a couple more. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? But that's what happens, folks. It's addictive. And we are addicted, unfortunately. Now, I know a lot of parents go, oh, I'm not addicted. I'm not addicted. I challenge you this. When's the last time you walked from one room to another without carrying your cell phone? And don't say, well, I had it plugged in to charge. <laughs> if it was charged fully, you would have it with you. Try and put that thing down a little bit. Try and put that thing down. When you have family time, leave it in your office, leave it in your bedroom. Like I said, have some unplugged time, and you'll see the beauty of the world. Just like we're in beautiful Panama City Beach, and man, oh, man. And I, I, I had mine just to take some pictures from time to time, but other than that, I was totally unplugged. It was, it was pretty enlightening. I mean, it was, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. Fantastic. So anyway, the, uh, the, like I said, the last thing you do, so the first thing you do in the morning is, before you even say hello to your spouse, you grab that phone. Let's try and change that up a little bit. Try and leave that phone there. Say hello to your spouse. Maybe get up and kiss your kids if you have kids. Do something else. Make some hot tea, hot coffee before you even look at that device. Have some morning time. And they say, statistics show that the most successful people win the morning. They win the more, or they, by winning the morning, you win the day. By the first eight to 10 minutes of the morning, what you plug in your mind, what you program in your mind is generally a, uh, uh, an outlook of what the entire day is going to be, be like. Now, I know that sounds like, whoa, but that's the studies. They've studied successful people, and that's what they do. So once again, put that phone down. So, Madeline, we, um, we talked about the kids carrying the phone around. You had a friend, and uh, it's an acquaintance now. It's really not, I, I, probably not a good friend anymore. But tell us what, what she would do, and it, it's sad. It breaks my heart, but I hear about this, and I hear about countless other kids and even adults doing this. You get lonely. And we'll, let me back up one sec. Um, Stuart Hall had said that this generation Generation Z, generation. say it, go ahead and it's say the it. loneliest generation that has ever been. Yeah, since the, the lo- dawn of time. Yeah, the loneliest generation in the history of mankind is this generation, Generation Z. And I asked my group, I said, it, it, w- "Is that true?" And they all kind of thought and said, "Yeah." I said, "Does that offend you or upset you or make you mad when somebody says you're the loneliest generation?" And my group said, "No, we know it." And then so, of course, well, what are you guys doing about that? Somebody said, we were the loneliest generation. I'd want to, I'll show you. And you know the answer was? I don't know. What was the answer? I don't know. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So the scary thing about that is we have more connectivity, uh, ways to connect, more knowledge and connectivity than ever before with all the social media, with our devices, with our phones. I mean, we have it all right there at our fingertips. But yet... We have lost the ability to communicate. Like right here, we're sitting across the table from each other, and we're talking. Yeah, we got a microphone in front of us, but we're communicating. Last night at the dinner table or at the restaurant, we were communicating, you know, doing those things. And I know we talk about it all the time at the studio, and then yesterday at the Youth Academy, the same thing, communicating. All the devices were put away while we were communicating. And some of those kids, it looked like I was speaking a foreign language to, like, Oh, because we did the shaking hands thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, my goodness, on how to, how to properly shake hands. And I, if you can visualize an example here, folks, I would, uh, had my phone in one hand. I was shaking hands, but I was looking at my device the whole time and saying, hey, yeah, uh, pleasure to meet you. Oh, really? Okay. Totally 
unengaged with the conversation. Well, that's not communication. So anyway, we have all the reason, all the ways to connect now, but very little communication skills. So that's why uh, Stuart Hall had said we this generation's the loneliest gener- generation. So speaking of loneliness, so go ahead and share with uh, what you had said about one of your friends, and I've read about this countless times. She would send out messages to like blast them out to a ton of friends on Snapchat, Instagram, text message, Facebook message, and all the other platforms saying things like, like I'm sad, I'm depressed, someone help me. And it was it was just like a reach out for attention. So like people would respond and be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm here for you." and things like that. It's kind of like what um people do now because like they have a normal Instagram and then they have a second account where it's just like they'll post like that they're sad. So on their normal Instagram, they'll post like, "Yay, I'm so happy. Like I just accomplished something." And then on their other one, they'll be like, "I'm sad and depressed." And it's just a reach out for attention. I'm not even allowed to have that second Instagram because there's not a need for it cuz like talking to normal people is a lot better than just sending out a message saying that. And Madeline here is an original. I'm I'm proud that she's my daughter. But uh sometimes as a young teenager, you're 15 now, so you kind of well, you're semi-experienced teenager, I guess, um, when when mom and dad said, hey, we're not letting you have this Snapchat account anymore, we're not letting you have this uh, other Instagram account, at first it hurt your feelings, you didn't understand, right? Yeah. Well, I get it. Well, I, when I, I was a teenager at one point in time, too, and I certainly didn't understand all my parents' decisions at all, but just always know that we're telling you things from the from our heart. We love you more than anything, and we want to do what's best for you, and we see what the addictive nature that this uh, the, these devices have on kids, and their little minds just aren't mature enough to accept that. And uh, back to the the Instagram thing, this is the first time I'd ever heard of that was at the uh, conference there. It was called Finstagra- Finstagram? Finsta. It's just like a second account. It's, it stands for fake Instagram. Fake Instagram. So, folks, this is something else you need to check up on your kids for. Uh, they, if they have an Instagram account, and, and what happens, and Madeline explained it extremely well, the Instagram account is to show that you know their world is all sunshine and rainbows. Look at me. I'm happy. I'm smiling. I'm on the beach. Oh, I have so many friends. Everybody loves me. Look how beautiful I look. And then the fake Instagram account, which is Finstagram. Finsta. Like fake Instagram. Yeah. And uh, it's almost like the Instagram is the fake part of I'm so happy where the Finstagram, the fake Instagram account, is the real account where they're saying, I have nobody that loves me. I have no friends. I'm so lonely. I'm so depressed. I'm so ugly. I'm so fat. I'm so overweight. I can't do this right. I'm so dumb. I'm so stupid. And they post these things. And, and here's the thing that was shocking to me is these kids will post this picture of them on the beach and how beautiful they are and how lovely and how much they love life. As soon as they hit post, they'll go to their Finstagram, their fake account, and cry about how depressed they are. That's not healthy, folks. That's not healthy at all. And that's certainly not living your best kick in life. And that's the reason I wanted to have Madeline on the show today was to talk about these things because this was an eye-opener to me. And I do as much reading and research and try and, you know, figure out ways to connect with kids of all ages, especially teenagers, especially since our teen suicide rate has escalated, you know, exponentially in the last several years. And I don't see it declining anytime soon if we don't do something about this. So it was, uh, it, was, it was scary to hear that. And even scarier, Madeline, share with the listeners here, Instagram, you said uh, a lot of your friends on their Instagram account, they'll have their parents so the parents can check up on them. But on the Finstagram account, you can, you can block people or you can only accept 
I mean, you can do that on either Instagram, but I guess they're just, like, not accepting their parents or anybody else. So it's just, like, private for people who just um, want to, who they want to try and, like, make them feel bad for, if that makes sense. Okay. Now, I think you'd said that a girl you know has four, well, she has one Instagram and four Finstagram accounts? I think so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, parents and adults, folks, look into that. Uh, that, that that's a scary thing right there. And uh, that's why, you know, and you hear it every time, a, a kid who you think's got everything going for him, up and, you know, you look at their Instagram account, it looks like all sunshine and rainbows, and they up and, you know, commit suicide. And it's like, man, I never saw it coming. Well, we never saw it coming because a lot of times we were in our own device, in our own world, which, you know, I'm guilty of as well. That's why I'm saying this so I can hear it and we can all work together on this. But also, they kind of got this secret world and this Snapchat thing, which I don't even have a Snapchat account, and Madeline had one, but we, uh, we asked her to remove it, and she was very honorable about removing it. And she didn't want to, but she did. And for those out there who don't know how Snapchat works, Madeline, share with the listeners how that works. Um, it's an app to like talk to your friends and post things on your story, but um, everything di- disappears in 24 hours. So anything that you post on your story, it disappears in 24 hours. If, um, and, like, anything that you send to one of your friends, it, like, has a time limit of, like, 10 seconds. So you'll send it, but then, like, it's gone, I guess. And then um, if you're, like, actually, like, texting on it, um, you'll, like, swipe out of the chat and it's completely gone unless you save it. But So, you know, as a parent there, a lot of times we'd look at your text messages to see what's going on. And the text messages are there, but the Snapchat is 10 seconds. It's gone, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of kids would use that Snapchat as a way of hiding stuff from parents, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like stuff, you know, and if, if, here's my thing. If you're hiding something from mom and dad, it's probably not something you should be doing anyway, right? Yep. So, and being a teenager, you see those things. And I'm very, very proud of you for being an original, for standing out in the crowd. And then most importantly, Madeline, trusting us, knowing that we want what's best for you. We're not trying to be, you know, I was a teenager too. I didn't listen to my parents very much. I get that. But I didn't have the, the social media age that we have right now. And I made my share of mistakes. But some of the mistakes you can make with these devices is going to be, it can be life-changing forever. So anyway, back to your friend that would send out, the, I know we circled back around here, but I'm trying to give folks a, uh, and this is a little different show. I know this isn't quite as motivating as, uh, as, as most of the shows, but I, I really, this is something that's uh, dear to my heart here. And it's something that it was really an eye opener for me. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there are more connected with all this that's going on than I was. But I also know there's a lot of listeners out there that were not connected. And this show is hopefully helping you to identify with some of these things, to open some, uh, open your eyes to see some of the things that are going on. And maybe, hopefully, help you be an original, too, and put the device down and connect with your family. Talk to your family. You know, communicate with your family. And, of course, your kids and, and uh, anybody else that's in your life that's important to you. So she would put out these things that would say, I'm lonely, I don't feel good, nobody likes me, just kind of trying to, feelers out there to try and get somebody to what? Reply back and say? Say, oh no, we love you, don't worry, you're gorgeous, and things like that. Just to kind of uh, reassure her that she's mm-hmm. an important person. Yeah. So now the, the, the dangerous thing about that is, the more you do that, the fewer, I would think, the fewer replies you're going to start getting back, right? Because people are going to get sick of it. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume so. So you do it and you get like 10 replies. And then the next time you do it, you get five replies. The next time you do it, you get two replies. The next time you do it, you get one reply. And then people are like, oh, that's just, uh, 
that's her again. That's uh, just her uh, being her. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with that. So now where do you go? Now you really feel like nobody loves you because you've got no reply back, right? Yes. Yeah, and guess what, Madeline? I see the same thing on Facebook. Folks listening, I know you do as well. You see that. And uh, yeah, we all want to feel sympathetic for others. We all want to help others. But when it's the same person saying the same thing over and over and over again, you're like, okay, I'm getting tired of this stuff. That's why I focus so hard on posting nothing but positivity because I know there's so much negativity out there. I'm just trying to combat that the best way I can with as many right hooks of reality but as much positivity to plant the right seeds in there. Once again, yes, you have to be on your devices to see either side, the good or the bad. I'm just saying be an original, put those devices down, and, and enjoy the beauty that God's created here. Enjoy the world that's out there. You know, Read a book. Listen to podcasts like this one. But put the, uh, you know, as far as the Facebook thing, limit your amount of time. Now, Madeline, I don't know if you know about this, but somebody told me the other day that um, some of the newer devices, and they may already have it, I don't know. This was news to me. Devices are coming out, they're going to have like timers on the amount of time you can spend on social media channels, amount of time you can actually spend on your phone. So, hypothetically speaking, you get a 10 hour allotment. I, I mean, I'm just guessing here, but this is based off what somebody told me. You get like a 10 hour allotment on your phone. So after 10 hours, boop, your phone shut off. So if you wasted those 10 hours on social media, you didn't do maybe your emails or or whatever else work you needed to do on your phone, now your 10 hours is up. Have you heard anything about that? I have not. That's okay. interesting. Yeah, Sounds like a good idea, though. I think it's a fantastic idea, but I'm sure just like anything else, people will find a way. Yeah, hack the system. <laughs> to hack the system, right. And, I mean, you could do it now. You could just say, After, uh, I'm only using 10 hours, but that would require a tremendous amount of discipline to say, well, you know what, I can go over today. But it's just like anything else. Would you hear me talk about small daily disciplines? Like how to eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Sorry. Yeah, every time I say that, kids are like, oh, Dad, I don't eating an elephant makes me sick. But I'm just talking. Have you eaten an elephant before? I have not. Oh, I don't think I have any either. I don't think that's legal. It's not. I don't think so. I don't know, folks. Let us know. <laughs> I don't know if eating an elephant's illegal or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Anyway, all right, squirrel. So, uh, uh, but no, how do you eat an elephant? How do you do? You know, just it's pretty much how you take on any challenge. One step at a time, one bite at a time. A journey of a thousand miles starts with what, Madeline? One step. One step. That's it. And uh, small daily disciplines. Like I shared with our listeners, Madeline, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, um, I had uh, kind of neglected my disciplines of working out and exercising and then even eating properly. It kind of went by the wayside for a little while. I wasn't as disciplined as I should have been with those things. And those little bitty steps led to me, Wayne, I don't know if you knew this or not, 198 pounds. I've never weighed that much in my life. Yeah, think about that. I'm five foot seven and a half. <laughs> got to throw that half in. I got my shoes on. I'm five eight, maybe. Anyway, uh, five foot seven and a half, and I weighed 198 pounds. That was a lot. I was carrying around a lot of weight, and it just it happened. Now it didn't happen overnight. You know, I just didn't wake up one morning and said, "What the heck? How did I put on all that extra weight?" It was small daily lack of disciplines. So guess what? As of January, well, I think I really kicked it in butt around February, you know, late start and all. But uh, um, I was determined I'm going to do a better job with this thing, and I've done it. Got on the scale today, Madeline. You know what I was at? 181. That's a pretty good drop in it. Isn't that what your goal was when you were like? Uh, well, my goal always <laughs> was to, to reach 185 because oh, I thought that well. was, uh, uh, you know, 
I, I guess I, I always exercised a lot and worked out a lot, so I've got a good foundation there. But I was always skinny as can be as a kid. As a matter of fact, I graduated high school. I think I weighed 100 and maybe 120 pounds, maybe. <laughs> and I was shredded. Yeah, I was ripped up. But I was... Uh, that was it. But anyway, folks, the whole point of me telling you this, not getting off on different detours and paths again, it's those small daily disciplines, making better meal choices, you know, actually looking at calories, eating less when they eat at a time, you know, and then, of course, you got to go to the gym, exercising. And in a matter of, uh, it's, I guess, what was that, February to June, several months. And, yeah, there's these weight loss things. You can take a pill. You can drink this drink. It's going to make you lose 10 pounds overnight. But not only are those unhealthy for you, but generally you're going to gain it right back because you haven't developed a disciplined pattern or a habit of how to live a better life. And that's what those small daily disciplines are all about. So Madeline, my kind of goal, I've had it, and I haven't weighed, uh, I guess, I don't know when the last time I weighed that. But anyway, it's 178, and I've got a little saying, like an affirmation, looking uh, lean, mean, ripped, and great at a rip-roaring 178. (laughs) I, I know. Right. Uh, folks, you used to see my daughter. She's looking at me like, Dad, what the heck? <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, i got to throw those in there for our listeners. They're used to that stuff, especially today's show. It's a little, ugh, not the best kick in life, but it's all about kicking your butts, folks, about putting those devices down and about really connecting with your kiddos there because these kids, uh, boy, oh, boy, it's, it's, it's tough out there. And, Madeline, with um, you've been helping me develop our Instagram account so I can reach more people with her positive messages. And I know last night we worked on it. And uh, bless Madeline's heart, she was very patient with me. I could see she was getting frustrated, but she helped me. And, and, and here's the thing. Here I'm doing all these different things to try and uh, raise the followers on my Instagram account. And the name is uh, Kickin' Life, by the way, just like the show, K-I-C-K-N-L-I-F-E. So make sure you follow us on Kickin' Life on Instagram. And anyway, uh, I would do some different things, and I would post this and post that, and I would go back, any more followers? Any more followers? Any more followers? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. No wonder these kids become addicted to this. Here I am, almost 48 years old, and I'm doing the same darn thing. I got to see if I got a new follower here. Got to see it. It's like, holy smokes, no wonder kids are lonely. And if I wouldn't, you know, if I wouldn't get a new follower within the hour, I'd think, man, what did I do wrong? It's crazy. But that's uh, and and that, that really helped me kind of understand these poor kids because they have grown up with this, so they don't know any different, right or wrong. That's the reality of things. So once again, be an original. Help your kids put that device down. So Madeline, we've been going at it a little while here, and you've been very uh, impactful with your statements, your right hooks, and of course, if folks could see the looks you've been giving me, that's that would be even better. <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome but we're, we're sitting in a recording studio man's like oh my gosh dad do you really say this stuff on the air <laughs> we need to videotape it next time <laughs> we need to go facebook live so they can see it huh but talking about doing that uh we'll, we'll have to talk to the producers about see if we can set that up okay. i'm also going to talk to them about having all our um podcast actually on our youtube channel now, it'll just be a picture, and then you can hear the audio, but it'll be another chance to, uh, to reach more friends. So as always, folks, you know, I, hear, I say this all the time, and I mean it. Uh, I do everything I can to bring the best content and the best knowledge to have the best guest. I mean, my beautiful sweetheart Madeline here is with us from a teenager's perspective and point of view. Share this message with someone else, someone that could benefit, because collectively that's how we're going to continue building our tribe, our tribe of positive, motivated thinkers, our tribe of, of like-minded individuals that really want to make our society a better, happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And that's what we want to do. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, download the podcast, share the message with others, 
show, uh, throw some feedback our way, and then, of course, connect with us on our social media channels. Even though I just told you, you know, put the devices down, hopefully you can limit your amount of time, but the time you're on there, make sure you have positive input. And I promise that's what you're going to get from the, the, our Kickin' Life uh, pages. we got Live Your Best Kickin' Life group, Live Your Best Kickin' Life page, the Kickin' Life Instagram page, and then, of course, you want to follow our martial arts studio page. That's Grogan's Martial Arts. G-R-O-G-A-N-S, and then M-A-R-T-I-A-L-A-R-T-S. And uh, check that out. That's on Facebook. And, of course, we've got websites and all the other ways to connect as well. And um, as far as the kicking life, I, I've upped it now, Madeline. I'm doing two video blogs a day uh, that post out there. And a little short hitter so I can be on Instagram because I think it's got to be 60 seconds, right? Yes. Yeah, so 60 seconds or less. So, I mean, it's a quick right hook of reality, folks. But I'll, I'll hammer those out twice a day now. It's a commitment because I'm saying to you, I want to get more of a message out to more of our listeners. And once again, just work a little harder to make a bigger impact, especially with our, our young adults, our teenagers, and our, well, everybody. But if you think about it, our young adults and teenagers, that's that next generation. And I'm a little concerned and a little, little, little worried about uh, the input and the data that are receiving. So check those things out. I'm also going to start doing Facebook Live. Uh, I'm going to try and set up a time frame to see when the best views are and then set those out there, and we'll do some question and answer on the Facebook Live as well, folks. So you can uh, get on the Facebook Live and ask any question as far as maybe leadership, maybe mentorship, maybe uh, manners, discipline, respect, what we do in our martial arts academy. You know, And um, at times I'll have my kids on there and my wife on there just to kind of answer some questions that maybe, maybe I don't know the answers to. But that's what we're going to continue doing. Madeline, what, what else you got for our listeners here? Uh-oh, there's, there's another look. She's like, oh, you put me on the spot here, Dad. We had it all worked out, and you didn't have to go and do that. Um, so- just like what we've been talking about the entire time, to be an original. Um, like I said, don't, break, don't be afraid to break the mold of society because you need to be who you are because you're the most amazing person. Oh, my gosh, that was fantastic. Was I just off the cuff? Yeah. Very good, sweetheart. <laughs> Give him a plant the right seed. See if you can rehearse that. Um, you have to plant the right seeds to have, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> if you want strawberries, what do you got to plant? Oh, strawberry seeds. If you want onions, you got to plant onion seeds. And if you plant onions, you're ever going to get strawberries. Nope. You're not. No, no, you're not. You plant negativity. You ever going to get positivity? No. Plant positivity. You ever going to get, well, you could get negativity, but <laughs> more than likely you're going to get positivity because that's what you put in the, 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 the garden, right? Yes. And what you put in is what you get out. Well, that's good stuff, sweetheart. I'm so sorry. you've got now you did a great job here. Great, great job. And the folks listening, they're like, yeah, I can't imagine being in a recording studio and, <laughs> <laughs> and you're 15 years old and you're rocking it out. Oh, we almost forgot to share. We were so much talking about being original and the dangers of the devices and putting the devices down. And you had a career moment on uh, Saturday, <laughs> a career moment, folks. You ready for this? Well, a couple Saturdays ago, she tested for a second-degree black belt, which was a career moment at that time. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's big, real, real big. And she did a fantastic job. Matter of fact, there's pictures on her Instagram and Facebook pages and this and that of uh, several pictures. But there's one of her doing her break as a jump-spinning back kick. And, oh, my gosh, she that's just, crazy. yeah, that's a good picture, isn't it? <laughs> it was like two feet off the ground. <laughs> yeah, she obliterated the, not only obliterated the board, but the intensity, the look, the drive with the leg, the power. I mean, it's fantastic. Was that Mr. Stout would give him a shout-out? Is he the one that took the photo? Yes, he was. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Stout. Fantastic. Um, but anyway, so that's all good. That's all great. But that pales in comparison 
to what you did this past Saturday. I got to perform on the Fox stage for the SLHS um, Awards. It's the, I'm sorry, it's the St. Louis High School Awards. So um, all of the high schools from the St. Louis and um, Illinois area got to perform on, like, we did our shows and there was judges that came. So I was in Mary Poppins, and I was just in the ensemble, but it's okay because I'm only a freshman. And um, our show got nominated for seven awards. We won Best Choreography, and it was amazing. And then um, we actually got to perform Step in Time on the Fox stage, and it was amazing. It was a chance of a lifetime, actually. Um, it was unbelievable, like, going backstage at the Fox, going up to the Fox Club, performing on the actual stage. Just, like, um, for our dress rehearsal, we were on the stage, and um, it was the first time that I was ever on the Fox stage, and me and my friends, we walked out onto the stage, and, like, everyone just had this huge smile on their face as we looked out into the audience, because it's just... It's amazing thinking about, like, I'm only 15. I just performed on the Fox stage, and that's always been, like, a life goal of mine because I want to be an actress, and it was just fantastic. And, folks, what she's talking about is the um, the fabulous Fox Theater in St. Louis, Missouri, which is a it, it's, it's a St. Louis landmark. Uh, this theater is absolutely phenomenal. Go online and check out, see some pictures of it. It's called the Fabulous Fox, and it's in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and it, it's been, I don't even know the, uh, the history of the Fox, the performers that have performed there. And I saw some things on the wall like Bonnie Raitt, Sting. Um, oh, my goodness. And then backstage, you can see every single show that's ever been there. There's a mural painted, and the entire cast um, of that show got to sign it. So, like, amazing Broadway actors got to sign it. And then I actually got to sign the wall, which was amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was the mural. I don't know how to say that word. Mural. Mural. For, I guess that's um, how you say it. For the actual award ceremony, and um, I got to sign it, and it was amazing. Just Fantastic. Yeah, and uh, it was it was an honor. I got to go there and see my little princess, and uh, she was part of, what would you call it, the ensemble? Ensemble, yes. But she's kind of being humble here and selling herself a little short. She was front and center, and uh, that scene for Mary Poppins' Step in Time where they're doing the tap dance, kind of tap off, if you will, and they've got the chimney sweeps and they look like they've been cleaning chimneys, and it was uh, it was absolutely fantastic. The uh, uh, choreography was was spot won, on. Yeah. They won best on that, and uh, they had a couple actor, or the main actor and actress were nominated for lead actor and actress from a high school musical play there. It was it was fantastic, and the place was packed. I mean, I don't. There's a couple thousand seats, maybe or maybe more. I don't even know. I'm not sure, but there's a lot of seats. <laughs> yeah, I would have to say a couple thousand at least. It was, but it was it was packed, and it was fantastic. And she had the courage and confidence to be on stage in front of that live audience and dance her little heart out, as did the the entire cast of the Edwardsville. Um, uh, uh, is it drama department? Or it's drama it? club. Drama yes. club, and it was it was it was fantastic. So check that out too, folks. So we almost forgot about that. We're talking about <laughs> other things and you know helping others, which we always want to do to help them live their best kick in life. But we got to remember your kick in life, and you kick some serious butt there. Not only your black belt test, but at the fabulous Fox Theater. And super super proud, and I'm sure you can find video on that as well, folks, to check that out. It was absolutely incredible, and Madeline got to live one of her dreams and perform on the fabulous Fox Theater stage there. It was good. It was real, real good. Okay, did we leave anything out? 
I don't think so. I know you got a busy day planned here, sweetie. Her and her <laughs> friends are going to have a swim party, so uh, she, she's checking her watch over there. But she's been good about not looking at her device too much. No, she's left it lay on the table on mute, so I'm very proud of her for that. All right, Madeline, we'll give, give our folks something to, to, I don't know, remember you by, to chew on, something to work on until uh, until we talk again. Um. Well, going off of the Fox thing, just follow your dreams, actually, because I never thought I'd have the chance to even perform on the Fox stage because, you know, acting is, like, pretty cutthroat. But um, I did, and you can achieve your goals and your dreams, too, if you just try your best and be who, be who you are, be an original. Be an original. And, of course, get back up when you've been knocked down because yes. have you gotten every part and every show and every play you've uh, auditioned for? Nope. You haven't? I have not. No. Have you got the lead role in every show? No. You got the lead role one time, right? And how many shows? Two. Two. I'm sorry. (laughs) Shame on me. But you've been in countless shows, and then, of course, you've been turned down for countless shows as well. But you didn't let that get to you. You didn't let it put you down. Yes, you cried. Yes, you were hurt because those are human emotions. But you had the desire, the passion, the grit, and the determination to get back up and say, you know what? I'll show you. I'm going to work harder this time. And you were one out of four is that right? Yes, one out of four freshmen who actually made um, the show this year. One out of four freshmen to make the show uh, at, at Edwardsville High School, which has, what, 4,000-something students. It's yeah. pretty insane. And uh, she had to work her little tail off for it, not only to make it, but then making it all the practices every night uh, for, oh, my gosh, three hours. And then, of course, on weekends, we're talking five and six hours. And then you have uh, – uh, the week before, which they're just countless practice times, and then they had to go over to the Fox Theater and practice, and they went to the Muni and practiced, and it was pretty doggone intense. But she had that perseverance, that drive, and a feeling of, yes, uh, um, I'm doing this thing, and kind of that fuel for being turned down and uh, um, cut, if you will, before. And then she battled through, and she got an opportunity to perform and perform extremely well at the Fox Theater. And that's another reason, folks, why I talk about all the time I'm not a believer in that everybody gets a trophy nonsense simply because I know it hurts their feelings when they don't get a trophy, but it teaches them perseverance, it teaches them grit, it teaches them determination, and it teaches them to dig deep inside themselves to fight for something. Because as we know, the world's powerful. It's mean. As Rocky says, a mean, nasty, ugly place that'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. So we got to condition these kids early to learn how to pick themselves back up. Kind of reminds me of the old thing. Um, why do we fall? So we learn how to pick ourselves back up. And we, when you were learning to walk, and I share this quite a bit on the show, um, when anybody was learning to walk, they fell more times than they succeeded. But everybody battled through that. You know how I know that? Because everybody I see that's walking around now as an adult <laughs> didn't know how to walk as a kid, but they were determined to do it. And that same determination we need to have as adults when the world gets us down, get back up. And as Madeline said, especially for our younger friends out there and even our more seasoned friends, if you will, if you've got a belief, a dream in your heart, you stay with that. You battle through. You overcome adversity. It's not going to be easy, but living this whole thing. An ounce of self-discipline is much, much better than a ton of regret. ton of regret. And, uh, and Madeline, you know you're going to have some more setbacks as you go through life. That's all it is. But we've built that foundation on perseverance, and you're going to get back up and battle through, right? Yes. I'm so proud of you, sweetheart. Very, very, very good. All right, folks. Well, that's all we got for you today. Thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy day 
and know how busy uh, everybody is and then how valuable time is. It is the most sacred commodity on the planet. You can always make more money, but you can't make or buy more time. So the fact that you spend time with us means the world to me. Make sure you follow us on our social media channels. Get those numbers up. Share our content so we can all work together to make our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by empowering kids, adults, teenagers to believe in themselves, be respectful to others, and live their best kick in life. All right, Madeline, you'll do my sound off until we talk again. Until we talk again. Make oh wait what? You get out there. You get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your best. You got to say it with more conviction than that, though. <laughs> Until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your best. There we go. Excellent job. All right, folks. Madeline, I love you, sweetheart. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, I'm waiting for I love you, too. I love you, too. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm going to clobber my daughter here. All right, folks. As Madeline said, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. We can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week, another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.